Welcome to Whitefields Church Podcast. Our focus is to help you grow relationally, emotionally, and spiritually. I hope you enjoy the message. The title of my message, or what we wanted to talk about or discuss today, was the power of your testimony, or in other words, your story, okay? And everybody's got a story to tell. When you listen, um, and I love some, our carnivore nights sometimes, we have different guys come up and tell their stories, and it's such an awesome experience because some guys can't even talk, you know? It seems like they're saying they can't talk, but when they're talking... We relate because everybody's different, right? Not everybody is fluent and beautiful and can speak eloquently like Matt Merzina, you know. But if you can't, don't, don't get discouraged because you have a story to tell because God is writing the story. We sang that song, right? This is my testimony from death to life. Everybody's got a story to tell. And um, I've just been on this thing lately. I'm like, what am I doing? Or I should say, what can I do to share my story with people. And it's so important because the thing is, a lot of times we think that we need some kind of qualification that we need to become a preacher or be some kind of, uh, go for, through certain degrees before you can like be a preacher or share your testimony. But the reality is not everybody's called to be preachers. Everybody is in their rightful place. You're at your job. Uh, me and Matt Marzino, we have a lot of discussions. I keep bringing you up. Um, the other day we were talking about it, and he said, I don't know, you know, I've been on this thought that, like, am I in the right place? Am I in the right place? But yeah. the church had this theme going, like, about your identity in Christ and who you are in Jesus. And it's been so encouraging. And I believe that is exactly what's been happening. The Lord has been speaking to our church. He's been preparing our hearts. And now it's time to take action, time to reap the harvest. And we've got that prophetic word through Nancy. And it goes right in line with that. Um, so first of all, when you first start telling your story to somebody, like I said, your story, it could be just like, I've had this situation and this happened and then at that moment I didn't know what was going to happen, but then the Lord brought me through this and now I see it happened for this purpose, for that reason, and you start connecting the dots that God actually brought you through this whole situation Amen. so you could tell your story. When we look at the story of Joseph, and you can look at countless Bible characters in the, in the scripture, um, it, it's hard to imagine at that moment what that it, what person was experiencing. You know, Pastor Mark a few weeks back had an awesome message about you know the coats of Joseph, and in those stories though, right? First, he, God g g keeps giving him dreams, and he's like so excited, so he starts bragging to his brothers, and then you know that got him into the hole. <laughs> they literally just despised them. They were like, "Oh, here he is again, telling this story." And, um, but guess what? Even in our mistakes, even when we're doing it right, when we have that passion, God uses that for his glory. Even our mistakes, God uses it to grow us and develop our story, develop us better as a character in Christ so that we could fulfill his purpose. And let me tell you this. A lot of people think I'm not an evangelist right now or say, what can I do? The thing is, it literally is that simple. You just tell your story. Everybody has a story to tell. And so I'm really excited because I really want to just kind of bring up one main example. And I would say half a year ago I shared about this um, message called You Must Be Important. And all of us here are very important. And guess what? A lot of those people that are outside that some of your friends 
They're very important to God. And uh, I remember one time when I was crying out to the Lord, I was like, Lord, what can I do for your glory? What else can I do? And um, the Lord really just said, hey, just talk to your friends. First, your, your circle of friends that, you're, that are, you're surrounded with. Because you're thinking, where do I start? Do I just go into Walmart and come up to random people and just start telling them, like, hey, how are you? I'm, I'm Vic. <laughs> you got a moment? <laughs> I don't know. The thing is, you can start with, I'm pretty sure every one of us will raise a hand that will know somebody that is not a believer or doesn't go to church or just has not, you know, experienced love of Christ in their life yet. And this is a perfect opportunity for us to reflect because I'm excited for the following Sunday because I'm going to be bringing the message about for the vision for us. And what the phrase is going to be for this next phrase, last uh, year we had family forward right and we're still family forward our vision is family forward but if we can remember the phrase it's just a setup for the next week all right I'm not gonna but see what God can do through you all right so I want us to walk away with this question today and so when we come in next week we'll be so excited to receive what God is going to tell us all right and so it's just, we think that, oh, it's not a big deal that I did this, or I picked somebody up, or I went and I paid for somebody, you know, and that was behind me in the drive-thru, or I saw a stressed-out mom. You know, sometimes in your drive-thru, you open your window uh, as you're ordering, and somebody else is already preparing to, you know, order. Or McDonald's in Wasilla now has got two drive-thru lanes. You can actually hear stuff sometimes. Um, don't judge me on McDonald's food, okay? The Mac sauce is just phenomenal. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Put some magic sprinkles in there. But it's pretty awesome to be able to just open the window and as you're ordering and you hear mom ordering and she's stressed out and she's like, shut up, guys, be quiet, I'm trying to order food for you. And sometimes if you're on the left lane, you can get in first into the line because there's two lanes and then it merges into one to pay the one to pay, you know, uh, that first window. And I've done that, you know, a couple of times. Um, by the way, I'm not saying to try to get credit. I'm just saying for the purpose of my testimony here. <laughs> but you do that, and you, a lot of times you do, in the scripture tells us, if, if you're doing something good, you know, let your right hand not know what your left hand is doing, vice versa. It means like if you're doing something good, you don't need to brag about it. You know, if you're making a donation or a contribution to somebody that's went through a difficult situation, it's up to you, but you don't necessarily need to put your, you know, name on there. It's up to you. But there's something about when we do something from the depth of our heart that we were doing to the Lord, you know. It's something special. But anyways, and I've paid, you know, for them. And then you just drive off. You don't know. But you did something. You invested, you know, because your heart prompted you to do that. So I think if there's one thing that we learned this year was that to be attentive to our heart because the Lord speaks to us, right? We have one device and we have two voices speaking. You know, we have the devil and we have God, the Holy Spirit, speaking to us. And so it's very important to understand what voices we're listening to. Right? We're not crazy. It's just your voices, meaning your thoughts, right? And we had this message also this year that we, you know, we can get caught by a thought. And one thought can just send us to a wrong path. And you're like, man, how did I get here? Um, so be alert. Uh, first, know that God has called every one of you, every single one of you, to share your story with people. And the challenge this year is going to be see what God can do through you. See what God can do through your story. You know, and I have many of them. If you actually think about it, there's one major story that God is writing, right? Just like he did with Joseph. If you think about it, he had many stories 
uh, full of events, situation after situation. But then when you look back, when we're reading that Bible, we're like, whoa, what a, God is, you're such an amazing author. Like no authors come up with that kind of a story where this guy who, a uh, little brother who's made fun of, you know, father loved him, but then years pass by until his dream is fulfilled. And here he is, the second in the command in Egypt, right? And then his brothers that gave him all this difficult time, that sold him to slavery, here they are bowing it before him. And um, that can happen with a lot of us, you know, as God is writing our stories. And at that moment, when we're going through it, it it's difficult. It's not easy. But remember last week we talked about it's a path of peace, right? It means God is not illuminating any problems from out of our lives. We still have a job to deal with, difficult people, or your own business. You know, all those things, they don't, God doesn't cancel them out. He didn't cancel out for Jesus Christ. He doesn't cancel them for us because there's a reason why it's called the path of peace, right? And so that it's not path somewhere, path to peace, that eventually I'm going to get to path to peace. No, it's a path of peace. It means I'm walking through it. Every step I make, every move I make, every conversation I have, I have peace. That means somebody comes up to me and confronts me, and I deal with that sometimes that, you know, in my industry where I work, well, self-storage industry. People come out, get a storage unit, actually, three, three, three categories, usually. And it's like 90% of the time. It's either they're dealing with the death in the family, divorce, and moving. All those three things are considered like the most stressful things to deal with, right? When you're moving from point, to, from point A to point B, and it's not even fun to watch uh, Alaskans move in the middle of a storm. And you get this weather, it's supposed to be, oh, sunny. And next thing you know, just wind comes out of nowhere, and then the snow is gushing, and you know, and you see these people are moving, and, and it's difficult. So, um, or, you know, if somebody dies in your family, it's difficult because they have to deal with that. And um, whatever it is, you know, but usually, like I said, and I see people come in, and they're very stressed out. And this gives me an opportunity to literally just shine the light. Okay, I do little things, okay. Uh, I have... Uh, a calendar that has a scripture for every day, and it's got um, the date and the scripture for the day. I usually try to put a new different scripture, and I don't know, but every time I put a scripture, I just say, Lord, let that scripture speak to somebody, and I get all sorts of weird people come through, you know, um, really, you know, you have the, the teenagers that are like, oh, mom kicked me out, and you know, getting a job, and then from somebody that is like gays and lesbians, and uh, you know, I've had this experience this last month, you know, I think, I'm pretty sure, you know. And it's pretty evident because she comes in and, is like, and she keeps making it clear, like, it's my partner, it's my partner. And she's, she's, just, she's just trying to see if I will fall and be like, I'm not going to rent a storage unit to you. I'm a believer. I'm showing love of Christ. That's all I'm doing. And I'm just very professional. And I'm like, oh, sure, no problem. We'll get this set up. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not taking the bait. You know, I'm not taking that bull that the devil is offering me, Yeah. It seems right to react when somebody's trying to be very aggressive with you and things like that. But you're just like showing your best customer service. And then on the way out, these two gals, they're like, they look around, they're like, you know, it's amazing. They're like, this is the best customer service we've ever received. I mean, I showed them a unit and stuff like that. I'm like, Lord, I'm going to give them some free stuff, whatever I can give away that will not get me in trouble. You know, and I... Get him, like, a, I think a flash drive, an ice scraper, 
Uh, I think I had a mug, and you know, just one of them. <laughs> and the other gal said, that's, that's going to be mine. <laughs> I was like, all right. <laughs> so this is awesome. And I had an opportunity to serve my purpose. You know, I, I'm not shaken by that. We should never be shaken by any situation that is around us, all right? Because God is using, God has given us an opportunity to turn every situation for his glory. Amen? And we'll have that. We'll have that. We'll, the moment we'll leave here and... Uh, maybe next week or in the middle of the week, um, you will have uh, a test, or I should say, a challenge that will pop up. Your kids will just not listen to you. You'll tell them so many times. You'll put them in the corner. You'll give them some spanking. They just won't get it. So, but like I said, I'm learning to take my piece in pieces because <laughs> there's not always going to be a perfect moment where I've silence in my home, where I can calm down and relax my mind. Um, literally, just. This week has been very busy. Uh, busy. <laughs> but I sat down yesterday evening putting the kids to sleep. And I just sat down and I said, Lord, you know, just give me some of those passages that I really wanted. Just speak to me. And I did not search nothing much, uh, although Google comes in really handy nowadays. But I just literally wanted to bring up a very important story that I think is the greatest example of when somebody shares their story or what can what God can do through your story or your testimony or something that happened in your life. Let me give you a backdrop, uh, the scripture uh, for our discussion today. So Revelation chapter 12, verse 11. And I have NIV, but for some reason I put the New King James Version on this one, but it's going to sound similar. Uh, the rest is going to be NIV. The first passage, Revelation 12, 11. And this is very powerful, guys. I want you to really focus in on the scripture. If you can, set your thoughts aside. All right, here we go. And they overcame him. This means us, right? By the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives to death. And let me read that. Oh, we have web. Okay, there's also an NIV option, I think. But So I want to read that again. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. Word of your testimony. That is incredible that your testimony, the devil is afraid of that. He doesn't want you to tell your story. He wants to tell you that you can't speak. You're a quiet guy. You're an introvert. You can't talk. <laughs> Let me tell you, everybody can talk. And sometimes when they, it's amazing when they open up their lips and you hear how God speaks to them, through them. Uh, we have carnivore nights. Again, I want to bring that up. And Eric shared an incredible story about how he went on a hunting trip and he, how he thought he lost a friend. And, and so, and you think about it, from the outside, Eric is very quiet and, you know, but the thing is, the moment he grabbed that mic and shared, I mean, guys' jaws were just open and were like, wow, this is so powerful. Yeah. So what I'm saying, this is so remarkable that Something that has happened, and you think, oh, it's not a big deal, but it can serve exactly the purpose that God intended. And you can say that many times. God is pretty simple. He doesn't make it difficult for us. He's like, just tell your story. First time, it's not going to be great. The second time you tell, it's going to get better. It's going to get polished off. You know, uh, when I first started, again, I don't mean to go back to the self-storage business, but like when you pick up the phone, you want a person to be able to hear you out right away and you throw in all those lines. At first, I would panic. I didn't know what to say. You're like, oh, look, I'm going to help you. And then later on, it's getting better and better. And next time, 
Right now, I'm answering the phone call, and I'm able to throw in five lines of everything before I even answer the question. I pretty much give a whole spiel about all the information, all our things that we offer, um, before they even ask a question. Because a lot of times, people don't even know what to ask. But anyways, I'm doing that while I'm thinking about the other stuff. It gets so good. So I want you to encourage you today that just because you tried it once, you're like, oh, I don't know how to say it. Just try it. If you're one-on-one -on -one with a coworker one time and he's just telling you, oh, my life sucks and, you know, this is horrible. You're like, hey, you know what? Let me tell you this. Or sometimes, you know, spouses, you know, if you're very careful and if you're alert, you're paying attention, um, you'll hear people talk about their spouse, right? Like, oh, he, he's no good. He's nothing good for anything. Or vice versa, you know, ladies, you hear other women talk about their man. This is your time to shine. It's like, you know what? Let me tell you this. Let me tell you my story. Or vice versa. Men, you know, they're talking about a woman. You, this is your time to shine as a man. Be like, hey, you know, let me tell you, let me tell you what happened in my life. You'll be amazed at the kind of impact you can make. So I want to open up uh, that story that I wanted to share. And we're going to read. It's a little bit more reading, but perfect. And our message won't be too long. Like I said, probably another 10 to 15 minutes if we need to get the kids earlier get back in here but a lot of times messages that are shorter are easier to remember you agree amen less talky <laughs> more worky mark 5 5 okay mark chapter 5 verse 5 um i'm going to tell you this story because and then afterwards we're going to go back the chapter before and there's a reason i did that and i've shared that before but this passage specifically okay mark 5 5 they went across the lake to the region of uh, Gerasenes. When Jesus got out of the boat, a man with an impure spirit came from the tombs to meet him. This man lived in the tombs, and no one could bind him anymore. So obviously, before they could bind him, seems like, but now they can't bind him anymore. I mean, he's just getting more vicious. It says, not even with a chain. So we're talking very spiritual things here. I mean, this person is very much possessed. All right, verse four: for he had often been chained hand and foot, but he tore the chains apart and broke the irons on his feet. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and in the hills, he would cry out and cut himself with stones. Pretty graphic picture, but amazing though what happens. When he saw Jesus from, dist from a distance, he ran and fell on his knees in front of him. He shouted at the top of his voice, what do you want with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? In God's name, don't torture me. So I love this, and I want to plug in a little bit here. Um, our first response to God is often fear, right? We talked about um, even uh, with uh, those folks, um, shepherds. They were in the field, simple people. And then when God brought them the news, they didn't come in. They, they weren't rejoicing right away. They were afraid at first. So again, our first response to God will often be fear, but... That's all right. It's normal. We're, we're humans, and God is God Almighty. Um, and the thing is, when he shows up with real power, um, there will be something in you that will resist that authority. I noticed that in my life. Because it goes against everything uh, that is ingrained in our humanity, right? To be in the presence of the one who is greater than us. And um, that often causes us to, you know, reevaluate our priorities. Um, so real quick, verse 8, uh, let's continue on. For Jesus had said to him, 
come out, out of, uh, come out of this man, you impure spirit. Then Jesus asked him, what is your name? My name is Legion, he replied, for we are many. And he begged Jesus again and again not to send them out of the area. A large herd of pigs was feeding on a nearby hillside. The demons begged Jesus, send us among the pigs. Allow us to go into them. He gave them permission and the impure spirits came out and went into the pigs. They heard about 2,000 in number. So this is a lot of pork chops. It's a lot of meat. But, you know, God's values things differently. God, that's how much God, God values us. He'll, he'll throw everything out to save us. He'll do everything for us. They heard about 2,000 in number, rushed down the steep bank into the lake, and were drowned. Verse 14. Those tending the pigs ran off and reported this in the town, uh, in the town and countryside. And the people went out to see what had happened. When they came to Jesus, they saw the man who had been possessed by the legion of demons. So there were people all showing up to like, what happened with that guy that was always screaming and people could hear him from distance, right? And here he is sitting there dressed in his right mind. And they were afraid. <laughs> they were also afraid. So when things change, people will be afraid. People won't recognize it. They're like, what happened with you? And they were afraid. That's amazing. Those, verse 16, those who had seen it told the people what had happened to the demon-possessed man and told about the pigs as well. That's very important because, I mean, there were 2,000 pigs. Come on. They don't just go missing for no reason. Uh, verse 17, then people began to plead with Jesus to leave the region. All right? So in that area, this is, wasn't a Jewish territory. It was... Uh, other territory, um, it says in the beginning, the Gerasenes, right? Um, so they, that's, that was their value. They, they, they were hurting pigs. And so we know that Jesus is not even in his region. And here he is out there. Um, so that means pigs equals value, right? And so what does the enemy attack, right? Whatever you value the most. And that's where he'll, um, why he'll use people you know, to get in between your relationship with Christ. And what really is the most valuable thing in our lives is our relationship with the Lord. Um, but he knows that if you can get people to offend you, and you will do the same thing what these people did in that region, right? They got offended, and they told Jesus to go away. Because look at this, right? Verse 17, then people began to plead with Jesus to leave the region. It's like, we don't need this. So he will use people <laughs> to get in between your relationship with God. Verse 18. As Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed begged to go with him. So this is awesome. So this guy's life just changed. And you he's like, Jesus, oh, I'm ready to do this. I'm ready to go with you, right? And that's what happened in many times in many stories with people uh, that Jesus came across. They began to follow him and they became his disciples. But this is incredible for us to know because we think that if something happened in our lives that we we're supposed to go somewhere, like go to Africa uh, to, you know, or other states, whatever, to go to minister to other people. And a lot of times God has a different purpose. He wants you to stay where you're at and use your testimony to make a difference. Verse 18, as Jesus was getting to the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed begged to go with him. 
Jesus did not let him, but he said, Go home to your own people and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he had mercy on you. So the man went away and began to tell in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him. And all the people were amazed. Decapolis, Deca means 10. So 10 cities. This is the first evangelist. This guy, God transforms his life. And he's like, I'm going to tell everybody. Jesus said, hey, you should just stay here and tell your story. This guy goes and tells it to 10 cities. Okay, So we have this incredible story of a man, life transformed. And you're thinking, here he is going to go on crusades and he's going to, tell his story and you know from a big stage nope just like just go back to where you were at and just share your story so this is our uh, the main picture i wanted to use uh for this whole passage now this is so interesting the moment you make a change in your life the moment god does something in your life transforms your heart how many know all sorts of things will come against it? Like, you will have it. I mean, I can testify so many times. You make a decision on Sunday morning. You're like, yeah, Lord, thank you for that message. I'm so inspired. And the moment you'll drive out of here and somebody will cut you off. And you, you'll be like, oh, Lord, why? <laughs> Literally. So, but check this out. I want to talk about the storm that came before even Jesus got there. So Jesus, he's done this so many times. He goes out of his way. He did that for a woman at the well. He'll just change direction path just so he could get to this one person. Look at it, right? So God valued that one person that nobody wanted to look at. Nobody, people were scared, you know? I would be too from my human perspective. I'm like, how in the world am I going to go see that guy? But Jesus, right, doesn't care. He sees value and people that we don't see value in. We think uh, a lot of times people, oh, this person is so quiet and timid. I don't even know, you know, and what he can do. And you spend a little bit of time with them and you realize, you're like, wow, this person is so incredible. So that's why every one of us has the giftings. Every one of us has incredible story to tell. We just have to unlock it, all right? So let me go back to the chapter before that, Mark chapter 4, um, verse 35. That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. So this is the day before Jesus goes to the other side, all right? Verse 36, leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. So they leave everything. Jesus is like, I got a very important appointment, all right? There were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat. So that it was nearly swamped. So here the storm started. As Jesus, as soon as Jesus made that decision to go there, how does, I don't know where the storm appears, eh? I can relate to that. So verse 38, Jesus was in the stern sleeping on a cushion. How cool is that? Jesus had that peace, huh? He knew that everything is going to be all right. Amen. The disciples woke him up and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. Like Jesus is like, not a big deal. But what gave him that peace? <laughs> Again, to reflect on the peace in the middle of a storm, is because knowing that God has a purpose in your life. Um, before, for the longest time, I don't know why, before I'd get on the airplane, I would always get worried. I was like, what if this airplane crashes? 
Like, you know, you ever, anybody think about that and looking at the exits? And the thing is, the problem with me is I love watching the show Air Crash Investigations. I love watching everything I told you about it. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's just like airplanes amaze me that the huge piece of metal is flying in heaven. And then when they crash, it's so amazing that even in the middle of an ocean that these investigators can pull uh, the black boxes and information and based off how this stuff was scattered around, they can determine at what angle the plane landed. All sorts of things. Fascinates me, okay? But anyways, I would get on the airplane for the longest time and I'm like, what if this is my last time? And I'm always like texting everybody. I'm like, just want to tell you I love you. <laughs> it's a good habit. We should, I think, live that way as if this is our last day so that way we walk in peace, you know? We're not holding grudges against someone, by the way. So it's just a good plug for that. Um, I just, I don't know what it is, but I was always afraid for a long time. I was like, well, kind of afraid. But I'm like, I think I'll be, it would be amazing if I can survive this and I can tell the story. But then the Lord took the peace, uh, uh, took that fear away and gave me peace because he said, hey, I'm not done with you. All, remember, Vic, all those, te- all those prophecies, all those things I told you, through this people, I'm not done with you. You can have peace. And from there on out, believe it or not, I'm flying and it will be turbulence like to the max. I promise you the next flight was like that. Like the moment the Lord spoke to me, <laughs> next flight was shaken. And I'm like, oh, I can feel that. That's pretty intense. But anyways, but I still have that peace because I know God is not done. So Jesus, here he is in the back of a boat sleeping. And there's just, storm is just raging. And Jesus is like, oh, don't worry, guys. Calms, calms the storm. Everything's calm. But this is incredible, right? So this is leading up to Jesus meeting that demon-possessed man. So the storm immediately raged because guess what? Because the devil knows the value. He knows. He, he probably knew what that guy could do. So he right. bound him in those, you know, in those chains in the, somewhere in the mountain and things like that. And. That's why he'll send all sorts of storms for you to stop, you know, to stop doing what you're supposed to be doing. And so the moment you make that decision to follow Christ, there'll be so many things that will rise up against like, ah, you shouldn't do it. You just can't talk. You can't do this. So anyways, so he's leaving the comfort zone, right? And he's moving to the enemy, enemy territory like some of us might be doing, right? We make the decision this life to serve the Lord with our family. And to really just say, hey, what can we do? Can we open up our home? Can we invite people for dinner? Can we do a steak? Or can we just do something simple? Salsa and chips. Just invite them and just spend time with them. So I want us to think about what we can do, right? The simple things. But you change your values. You change your friends. And that is a very significant thing because people immediately will be like, well, you're no fun. We don't hang out anymore. It's just that the certain people that we hang around really... It can impact what we can do. It will impact our story. It will impact our testimony. Because if you're around people that are just always just cracking jokes and making fun of other people, you might laugh at that moment. But the moment you leave, you'll just feel pretty sick. It's just like with junk food. At that moment, it sounds fun. I'm getting those Doritos, whatever, Oreos. You get a bag of Oreos. At that moment, it's going to taste good. The moment you leave, later on, you're just going to feel nasty and sick to your stomach. That's what happens, literally, in, in our relationship, and our conversations with people. And so I've really been specific about who I surround myself with. And so in this season that we've been, this last whole year, I believe the Lord has been speaking through every message. Like, who do we surround ourselves with? Who, 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 who are our friends? And it's important that we choose that. It's very important, all right? 
But when you make God a priority, the enemy will send a storm. He, he didn't let, it kind of reflects me on the image. When, when the Egyptian, when the Israelites left Egypt, Pharaoh wasn't going to let him go that easy. So Pharaoh, let's just say for a moment, it represents the devil, right? He's, he, they served him for many years. They built him pyramids and all sorts of things. And here they are going out. Pharaoh wasn't going to let it go that easy. I mean, it took him, I mean, 10 10 different plagues and situations to really just like, I finally, you guys go. And yet again, even after the 10th one, which is like the most vicious one, the 10th plague was the firstborn, you know, dies. And he's still like, let's go get him. And that was the moment they were crossing, you know, the sea. So devil won't let you go that easy. The moment you choose to follow Christ or to do something for the Lord, all hell will break loose. Just keep in mind that only represents, your storm tells me about your value in Christ. The greater the storm, the greater the value. May that be an encouragement to you this year to know that, hey, if whatever I'm facing, it doesn't matter. 2020 is done. 2021, doesn't matter. What age? The, uh, the, 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 the calendar is not going to change any situation in our lives, right? But what changes is our perspective of things. All right, we're wrapping up here, so bear with me. Um... So I've, the very important thing I want to just highlight before. So I'm, I know that you're important is because of your storm. Our storms are our problems, right, that God does not cancel out. So we just want to make sure we're aware of that. And wherever we go, uh, we're not going to be flustered by anything that we face. Because when you have the Lord in your life, you're walking in peace, Okay. And uh, really one thing, important one to understand is that I want us to, uh, this year, and I'm challenging myself as well, and you can make that challenge for yourself. Say, Lord, what can strengthen my testimony? What can make it better? And to know God is to know his voice. And a lot of times God will speak to us through scripture. And I want to challenge you to make a priority. If you know, set realistic standards. If you don't think uh, reading a scripture, just one psalm uh, a day is hard do it do it where like designate one day wednesday evening and i know when you have little kids so you want to make it short and sweet but with kids take that 15 minutes get a bible story you know uh with pictures and read it to them just for 15 minutes out of the whole week i think we can do that you know as parents and and then read that to them put them to bed right before the bed and they'll sleep on it and then for yourselves, you can do whatever you want, you know. I have decided to practice this way. I'm like, Lord, if I can be on Facebook or Instagram for this amount of time, I think I can designate this amount of time for you. And so um, remember I talked about having, you know, you have a snack in your pocket because this is our food. You know, our Bible is our food. You don't have to necessarily carry around this way. God, it was so awesome. Um, he created, you know, he gave people the intelligence to create these smartphone devices that you can do, carry with you. You have a snack in your pocket. You can have a Bible app. You can have a podcast that you can listen to and get a Bluetooth if you want out while you're walking around. If you're mom at home, plug in the earpiece and just with one ear, you know, you can be able to hear what your kids are doing. But listen to the word of God, you know, or, you know, turn on worship music. I challenge you this year to, um... When you get in your car, listen to at least one worship song. Just turn it on and just like, just, and see what happens. It's the thing is, it's the little decisions that we make that have the greatest impact. 
And that's what I'm going to be sharing next week. And I really want to make sure we just come excited and ready to receive that. Because the message will be called Pivotal Decisions. We think it's not a big deal what I'm doing right now. This little habit that I'm changing. But it makes a huge impact. Think about it, right? With kids, if you make the little, um, like if they learn early on brushing their teeth, it becomes really easy later on. Like we got, we introduced, with Larissa, we introduced our kids to Sonicare, those electronic brushes, early on. You, how do you think the first experience went? Like, it wasn't great. First month, it was challenging. You're holding your kid. You're like, mm, yeah, this is good for you, son. Trust me. You're going to save all the bills on dentistry. But then the kids get so excited, they're grabbing naturally because it's already a good habit. They're grabbing those toothbrushes, and they're like brushing it themselves. And it's awesome. So it starts with the little things, but have a lasting impact, okay? And it amazes me lately. Like, I've, man, the Lord really speaks to me through my daughter in the ways, certain things that she says to me. And the way she prays. And she's like, Jesus, please, I want to see you. I want to meet you face to face. Because, Jesus, we pray, but I want to see you once, you know? And it amazes me because the thing is, I remember whenever she would pray for certain things, next day or something like that, she's telling me, Papa, guess what? I saw Jesus in my dream. That's amazing. So the thing is, when you get down in, uh, at the end of the day after, I'm giving all the tips here, brush your teeth together, read a little scripture. <laughs> but when you stand down and pray together with your kids, even a little bit for like, you know, three minutes, one minute of prayer, and you turn that into a habit, they will remember that forever. And it's such a blessing because they know that the last thing they went to bed with is their prayer. That they called for Jesus to protect all their family and they thank Jesus for their good day. It's amazing that our little things, what we do, can have the long-lasting effect. So that's my challenge for this year. And so I want you to know that anywhere you go right now, or starting New Year, whatever, (laughs) you have a story to tell. Everybody's got a story to tell. It's not going to be easy at first, you know. But start sharing your testimony. You don't need to, you know, speak beautifully, like I've said, and be all eloquent. And it won't be easy. But you telling that story regularly, actually, your testimony, um, will remind you of his goodness. Like the moment you tell it, you're like, oh, that's right. You remind yourself, even though you've said it so many times. But it will be a good reminder of how good God is. Amen. So I'm thinking if a formerly man that was possessed, a formerly possessed man, was able to go and tell 10 cities of what God has done for him, you know, he didn't have no degree in speaking or anything like that. But then he was one of the greatest evangelists because you, later on you read the kind of impact that he made and all those people that came out to greet Jesus. So your testimony has a value. You have the value. Do not be shaken by any storm or any challenge in your life. Know that Christ is with you all the time. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Let's uh, bow our heads for a prayer. Lord, we just thank you that you're speaking to us. Lord, we're thankful that you're giving us so many examples in the scripture, Lord, to just to be faithful, Lord, in the season that we're in in our lives, that we don't need to necessarily run out there somewhere and make preach the gospel in other countries, Lord. We have so many people that are surrounding us that need to hear the truth, Lord, that need to know you, that need to come to you, Lord. We just pray right now that you touch our hearts, that you help us reflect on your goodness, Lord, and all the things that you've done in our lives. Perhaps, Lord, there's a story from our childhood, Lord, where we saved our lives, Lord. All of us have that. 
And I just ask, Lord, that you'd be able to help us to step in and start reaping the harvest, Lord. We don't have to do much besides just share, Father God, what you have done in our lives for you, your goodness, Lord. It's just, it's unexplainable. We're so thankful for what you have done in our lives. Thank you for leading our hearts, Lord, into your promises. And we believe, Lord, everything that you have spoken over our church, over us, Lord God, it is coming to pass, Lord. Hallelujah. We just thank you, Lord. And and, uh, just to remind you, amen, by the way, just to remind you, but we had uh, two years ago, there was a prophetic word through Nancy that this will be a birthing place now, meaning birthing place, a lot of people coming to Christ. I'm so excited, meaning like your friends, you at least expect, and you just say, hey, why don't you come out one Sunday with me? Like I said, a lot of times it has, the way it starts is not because you're going to tell them to, because you're just like, hey, come to church and you magically get saved. And I'm like, I'm done. No, you want to invite them home. If you're already spending time with them at your house, that's great. Spend more time. Pay attention to your conversations. Pay attention to your thoughts. All right. Pay attention to what you say. And start bringing life to people. Because we have a power of life and death in our tongue. That's what the scripture tells us, right? We can either heal somebody or encourage somebody or give them a word of life. Or we can bring somebody down. And so... Once again, just I'm encouraging you. Your testimony has value. You are very important. Amen? Amen. Be blessed. Let's worship him. Let's, let's sing that. Your testimony. I want to solidify that with another <laughs> encore of that song. Be blessed. Thank you for joining us today. Please make sure to subscribe to our podcast. If you'd like more information about our church, please visit our website whitefieldsalaska.com. Thanks again for listening, and may God bless you today.